This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. And go for Mike Slater in 3, 2, 1. You're listening to Mike Slater, part of the next generation of talk radio, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Slater's America's greatest country in the world. Uh, One more hour. That's it. Flying by. Glad you're here. Um... I want to talk about, let's do some environmentalism here for a little bit. I want to lead up, build up to the interview you've probably seen it by now, Tucker Carlson with Bill Nye, the science guy. Uh, really, really interesting moment in the eight-minute interview that, that I want to break down here. But just so we know where we are with environmentalism, what we're talking about here in general, uh, this is the London Guardian newspaper. This is a uh, headline. President Obama has four years to save the earth that was january 17th 2009 president obama has four years to save the earth last weekend same newspaper biologists say half of who, who right like so i hate sentences like that scientists say biologists say half of all species could be extinct by the end of the century when when are we going to stop believing hystericals when are we going to stop? 15 years ago, uh, according to Dr. David Viner, a senior research scientist at the Climatic Research Unit, uh, within a few years, winters, few years, this is 15 years ago, within a few years, snowfall will become, quote, a very rare and exciting event. Quote, children just aren't going to know what snow is. The headline was, snowfalls are a thing of the past. It was 15 years ago. Last year, the governor of California saying we're in an unending drought, an unending drought. This was last year, unending drought. A couple days ago, local San Diego paper, a winter's worth of storms prompts Jerry Brown to ask for $437 million in flood relief. (laughs) Come on. What are we doing? Oh, and that was, by the way, we talked about this last week, but Jerry Brown in 1977 said the drought is of immeasurable magnitude. And then the next year, there was again an unprecedented amount of rainfall. In fact, in one storm, nine people died. All right, so, so what's happening? I believe every person is wired to worship something. 
Right? That's my that's my thesis. So that's the starting point. I believe every person who's created is wired to worship something. Now, uh, if you're so enlightened that you're not worshiping God, I hope you can tell my sarcasm through the radio then you will worship something else, right? So if you're an atheist and you're like, oh, no, please, I'm flying spaghetti monster. Come on, I'm not going to worship that. You're worshiping something, whether it's yourself or football or money or Beyonce. You're worshiping something because you're wired to. Everyone is. You think you're so enlightened you don't worship God? Fine, you're worshiping uh, Kanye West or whatever. You're worshiping something. And you could also be worshiping the environment. David Cole is an atheist. He, uh, he says that you know, he'll, write, he'll write an article from time to time against uh, Christianity. And whenever he does, he gets letters, emails from his you know, atheist progressive le- uh, readers. And they congratulate him on sticking it to those superstitious Neanderthals on the right. And David always thinks... You're just the same. You're just as bad, if not worse. He says leftists who consider themselves rational and non-superstitious are like scrawny nerds who look in the mirror and see a chiseled Adonis in the reflection. One almost feels bad for people so possessed of a delusion. <laughs> so, so again, like these are progressives who are like, oh man, yeah, way to stick it to those, uh, you know, those backwards thinking Bible thumpers, religious superstitious nuts. And he's like, you are just as bad. Small example. Then I'll give you a big one. Leftists believe, this is David Cole, leftists believe in the power of money to solve all problems. Much the same as Christians believe in the power of prayer to do the same. Leftists believe that the solution to everything is to throw more money at it. And for leftists, even briefly entertaining the notion that money is not a guaranteed cure-all is not allowed. Yes, lest ye be seen as turning your back on the faith. Okay, we see that obviously all the time with education, for instance, right? More money, more money. It's got to be more money, more money, more money. And you're like, well, how about if we, no, oh my gosh, it's can't change anything. It's got to be more money, more money, more money. Then, right? It's like a, like a cultish, just like doctrinal, like money, 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 money. <laughs> more money, more money. Anyway, here's the one I want to talk about here. This is the one most applicable to climate change and, and all the, well, climate change is, is, it's the progressives end times. It's the end times for the left. Um, this is why you get Jerry Brown saying in 1977, we're, we're entering in an era of, um, oh, what was it? An era of limits. An era of limits. The unending drought stuff, right? The idea that we'll never build, why build more water storage? It's never going to rain again. The LA Times, 2015, dams are a relic of the industrial age. They're particularly ill-suited to the era of extremes, heat waves, and droughts that climate change has brought on. Dams are a relic. This is 2015, they're a relic. The New Republic, April 2015, even if we built a couple of dams, we don't have the water to fill them. We're tapped out. The traditional answer of, answer of building more reservoirs won't solve our problem. Building additional reservoirs does not does little when there's no snow or rain to fill them. Total nonsense. We're now, and again, we talk about this all the time on my local show because I'm here in California, but for every gallon of water used for people, pumped and used for people, three and a half gallons are dumped into the ocean. 
because there's not enough room. There's not there's not enough water storage capacity. They otherwise the dams would overflow. So they have to dump the water into the ocean. This is insane. But two years ago, they're like, oh, it's never going to rain again. <laughs> or this one. This is Jerry Brown on Meet the Press, April 2015. He was asked, why don't we build more dams in California? And he said, I've never heard of such utter ignorance. Building a dam won't do a darn thing about fires or climate change or the absence of moisture in the air and ground in California. If they want to run for president, they better do eighth grade science before they make such utterances. All right? So building dams won't do a darn thing about climate change. <laughs> okay, so... Why? Why do people, otherwise rational, sane, normal human beings come to these conclusions? Why did Jerry Brown twice tell us that it will never rain again, only to have it be followed up in the next year by an unprecedented amount of rain? Why? Because they are worshiping Mother Earth. You got to worship something. Mother Earth is punishing us, they believe, for our CO2 sins by withholding our precious water. And rainfall will only once again return once we submit to even more cap and trade programs and international treaties. We're one international treaty away. We're one uh, sacrifice away from having Mother Earth love us again and, and, and bring rain upon us once again. We talked about a professor. I don't have it in front of me, but he quoted Mother Nature. And like, well, Mother Nature wants or Mother Nature is, you know, wants this or I, and it's like, What? Oh, no, 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 you know, it's Mother Nature, uh, and Jerry Brown does this all the time. Uh, Mother Nature uh, can't handle more people in California, right? So they've made Mother Nature, as the, it's the environmentalist idol. It's the deity that we have to submit to. And you can't question how one prophesizes in her name, Right? Now, it's tricky because when someone says, well, Mother Nature wants, like, how can I argue with that? I mean, <laughs> You're, you're making this thing up. You're, you're mother. What is mother? Who's mother? Can I go talk to mother nature? Can I ask mother nature what she wants? Like, what are you talking about? You're there's mother nature. Didn't, is, is mother nature speaking through you? Are you a prophet of mother nature's desires? What are you talking about? No, mother nature didn't speak to you. You just have an opinion and you're quoting this made up authority of mother nature to give your opinion credibility. And to make it so that no one can counter what you say, because how am I going to counter mother nature? Like, right. So we have cult leaders in Jerry Brown and Al Gore and all the rest who prophesy in the name of mother nature, who tells, uh, who then tells us what, uh, these, these cult leaders tell us what she wants and what we need to do and what we need to stop doing because this God is mother nature will take away our water. If we don't bow down to them, <laughs> not even to her, but to them, the prophets themselves. It is a religion. It is a cult. Don't get sucked up and swept up in it. Okay, that's point one. I got to take a break here. I want to come back because now we have all this rain in California. So what happens next? How did this, what explains this? I'll tell you next. Then we'll play the Tucker Carlson clip. one 888 Mike Slater, show the blaze. Radio Network, spread the word. Mike Slater. We'll continue in a moment on the Blaze Radio Network.
2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, one, one more, few more minutes just to chat about this uh, religion of environmentalism, and then I'll get to some more specifics. Uh, so the drought, right? So Jerry Brown, Al Gore, all the rest—they're prophets of Mother Earth. Even though they're wrong all the time, we still have to bow down to him and the deity that he speaks on behalf of. Uh, this is, uh, again, David Cole. He's an uh, atheist writer who criticizes Christians. And then when atheists come to him and they're like, oh, yeah, way to stick it to those superstitious Neanderthals. He's like, uh, guys, you're worse. He says the end times apocalyptic cultists were wrong, but you won't hear any of them admit it. He's talking about the Jerry Browns, the environmentalist apocalyptic cultist. Just as Christian doomsday cultists never apologize when their rapture clock turns out to be broken, so too do the Macumba practitioner. <laughs> Macumba's like super ritualistic. Uh, I think it's in Brazil. Uh, it's like dancing and, and uh, whipping and stuff like that. Uh, so too do the Macumba practitioners of the, of the left feel no need to explain themselves. Because the members of their parish, the smug Rachel Maddow watching NPR listen and atheist Democrat soft skulls, soft skulls demand no explanation. Again, it's a matter of faith. If the rapture doesn't happen as prophesied, it's not because Pastor Looney Bin was wrong in his calculations. It's because God changed his mind at the last minute and rescheduled the blessed event. And now we must double our faith in our beloved pastor as he attempts to figure out the time and place of the new rapture. And if the three-ring circus necromancers, wizards, if the three-ring circus wizards of the left got the duration of the California drought wrong, it's not because their models and methodologies were faulty. No, it's because Mother Earth cried tears of sympathy on our state to buy us a little more time to confiscate asthma inhalers so that we may regain her favor. He's not joking about that last line. The Obama administration a couple years ago banned the most popular, most effective type of inhalers because they're bad for the planet these inhalers had cfcs and if you're a millennial you probably know what cfcs are you've heard it before i've heard it preached a million times in middle school chlorofluorocarbons and uh this is about the ozone layer when i was in middle school it was all about acid rain and the ozone layer i remember distinctly remember being told that statues were were uh, uh rotting away they were eroding because of acid rain. I haven't heard anything about acid rain in 15 years. 
I haven't heard about the ozone layer either. Anyone know how the ozone layer is doing? So we've, uh, you know, we stopped using these CFCs, chlorofluorocarbons and hairsprays and stuff like that, aerosol cans. Um, so, so they banned, you know, the hairsprays with them and then the, the aerosol cans. Stuff. But asthma inhalers still use CFCs. Right. So, so we ban the hairsprays and all the rest, but because regulators have to regulate, there's nothing else to regulate, so it's gone all the way down. It's trickled all the way down to asthma inhalers. So we banned certain asthma inhalers, which increased the cost from about twenty bucks to you know up to sixty dollars. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Every sacrifice is a blessed is the blessed one when it's for Mother Earth. David Cole says, indeed, it's worse because it, it, the environmentalists, the left, the left's religion. Because it's way more invasive, way more intrusive in the lives of bystanders. No right-wing Christian ever forced me to anoint with oil. But leftist charlatans posing as scientists banned the only type of inhaler that helped my elderly mom's asthma. Because the act of her going psh, psh, so she wouldn't die was bringing about the end of days. While Al Gore's totally unnecessary private jet oddly had no effect on the environment. That's science? No. That's an Indian rain dance. Yeah, this Trump hysteria is cultish as well. Same thing. You know, Christians believe in spiritual warfare. It's all over the Bible. Atheists, progressives, they they don't believe in spiritual warfare until Trump came around. Washington Post wrote an article about a Trump rally and uh, talked about the demonic influences that were there. <laughs> Alex Griswold, uh, he was writing about the outrage in 2013 when Justice Scalia said he believed in the devil. But now uh, these same people think that Trump supporters are possessed by the devil. <laughs> or how about Sarah Silverman taking a picture of the spray paint on the sidewalk? She was walking to breakfast in New York City or L.A., and uh, she saw these swastikas all over the sidewalk. They were everywhere. And she took a picture of it. She's like, oh, Trump's America. Oh. And it turns out they were just your average sidewalk uh, like utility markers. They didn't even look like swastikas. It was like a Z with a line through it. They, were like not, they didn't resemble a swastika at all. <laughs> and her excuse was basically, the devil made me do it. Visions and fever dreams all around them. I'll wrap up with this uh, with David Cole. These days, the left has no moral high ground over the religious right. In fact, I'd take a conservative Christian over a demon-haunted leftist any day because at least the conservative Christian admits that their beliefs are faith-based. They don't go around screaming, science, 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 while drinking sacrificial goat's blood Santeria-style because the rain gods are angry. I have nothing against people of faith, but hypocrites, oh, they tick me off like a son of a gun. Indeed. Do we have time to play the uh, the Bill Nye clip, 1394? Let's do this. So this is um, uh, Bill Nye the Science Guys. Bill, 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 Bill. On uh, Tucker Carlson the other day. I just want to play the ending here. Uh, and there's a lot to, to break down, but let's, t- let's take it in. Increases the speed of that change. And my point is, what would the climate look like right now without human activity? It would look point, like it would did it have in 1750. The Britain would not, would not be have very changed during that period. Growing- Yes, Britain would not be very well suited to growing grapes as it is today. French winemakers would not be buying land to the north uh, as they are now. Uh, People who uh, plan to run ski resorts would still be able to do it in Europe. 
Uh, and so the climate change and the parasites. You're using the language of politics. Look, you're not you're not a not scientist, as you know. You're a popularizer, and, using I the think, and that's fine. Of economics. But so I'm, ju I'm just saying. You look, asked what it would to the be extent like that you prevent people. Okay, did if you, you prevent people like? from having an honest conversation, you're doing a grave disservice to science. Don't you think that? So you asked, uh, you asked how long it would be before, what would the climate would be like if humans weren't involved right now? Is that right? Yeah. Yes, that's okay. exactly right. So at, the at what point would, would like it have changed? So and I'm just saying you don't actually know because it's unknowable. So, this so why is how aren't you long open it takes to you questions? to interrupt me. Okay? It takes you quite a bit less than six seconds. So the climate would be like it was in 1750. And the economics would be that you could not grow wine-worthy grapes in Britain as you can today because the climate is changing. The use of pesticides in the Midwest would not be increasing okay. because the parasites are showing up sooner and ha or the pests are showing up sooner and hanging around longer. The, I the, think that's probably all Wyoming true. But you would not be overwhelmed okay. by pine bark beetles as it is. Right because of climate change. That's how so the world would be So much of this you don't know. For you pretend that you know, but you don't know. I and you believe people with you, who sir. ask I you really questions. I really have to disagree with you. Well, I spent a okay, stop there. Um, we got to talk about this next. <laughs> We're gonna, there's a lot to break down there. But I want to focus on the point that I wish Tucker would have brought up with Bill. There's no ideal temperature of the planet. There's no such thing as normal temperature or normal climate for any part of the country. Bill Nye does this whole, uh, oh, well, uh, you know, we got to go back to what the temperature was in 1750. Well, why? What was, what was so special about 1750? I know it was right before the Industrial Revolution. That's why they picked that. But who says that that was the ideal temperature? And the grapes right now, where they are grown in Italy or France, who says that that's where grapes should be grown? Or always could have been grown. And it's bad that they're growing in different places now. Like, you're making it all up. I want to break all that down next. By the word. This is Mike Slater. Part of the next generation of talk radio. On the Blaze Radio Network. Later. So I don't want to replay the clip again, but Tucker Carlson asked Bill Nye, the science guy, what the climate, what was it like? What would the climate look like if there wasn't climate change or something like that? And uh, Bill said, well, uh, you know, farmers or uh, wine growers in France would not be buying land north of where they currently are. And, and the idea is that uh, it's now too warm in France. So they have to go further north where it's the right ideal temperature for growing grapes. Now, I understand that there's an ideal temperature for growing grapes, but my point is, how do you know that that is where that's the ideal place for that temperature? Right. I, I, I don't know how to explain this any different. Like, there's no such thing as an ideal temperature of the planet. There's no such thing as a normal temperature of the climate for any part of the country. So when a scientist or an environmentalist like Bill Nye says we need to return to a point in time, 
right? Like we got to get back to whatever the climate was in 1750 or environmentalists in California. There's a big movement called rewilding. So we need to rewild a river in California by removing a dam. We have to return that river to its quote unquote natural state, or we have to reduce the temperature to some certain made up temperature, right? Whenever you hear things like that, the assumption is that there's an ideal to return to, right? So I'm just using Bill Nye's examples. We need to have cap and trade policies because we need to make sure that England is well-suited to grow grapes and we need to raise electricity rates so that you use less so that winemakers in France don't need to buy land north of France because where the vineyards are now is the perfect ideal place for them. And you need to do whatever Al Gore says because ski resorts are supposed to be right where they are right now. And we need to spend billions on solar plants and other inefficient sources of energy because otherwise parasites would show up sooner than they do now on trees and For some reason, when they show up now is the right time for them to show up. And we can't do anything that might change that. Did you see how odd that is? I I truly, I can't even wrap my head around the idea of a right temperature. It makes no sense at all. I'm in San Diego. It's like 76 today. Headquarters in Dallas. You know, it's colder. And then somewhere else, it's five degrees in in America. And it's like, what, what? I I don't get it. There's no such thing as a, the right climate. There's no such thing as an ideal climate that we need to achieve. And even if there was, even if there was something that you wanted to achieve, it's impossible to achieve the right climate. It doesn't make any sense. And that's what the entire environmentalist movement is based off of. Now, here's where it gets a little deep because no environmentalist can answer what the ideal is when it comes to the temperature of a planet or the climate what they do is they just default into the ideal is wherever there are no humans. So what's the ideal use of this piece of land? Well, no humans on it. There's a uh, part. I used to live uh, in a part of San Diego called mission beach. So on one side, you got the beach on the other side, you have a man made, uh, which is the funny part about it but a man-made bay, right? It's called Mission Bay. And it's got uh, parts have hotels on it, parts have condos, parks, beautiful. And one part of it, one corner of this island in the bay has um, had a trailer park. So they removed the trailer park recently. And now the city's wondering, what do we do with it? What do we do with this piece of land? And it's, it's truly the most beautiful undeveloped land in all of San Diego, right? It's right. Beautiful. Right. next to the beach. It's on the bay. It's in an Island. It's like stunning, stunningly beautiful. So I was like, geez, I don't know. Hotel, maybe some nice apartments. You put a park there as well. Nope. Swamp, right? They want to turn it into a wetland, a wetland. What do you, a wetland? What are you talking about? Why would anyone want to do that? Because anything that has no humans is the ideal. Right, and what is what is more anti-human than a swamp? Right. Now, I happen to believe that the environment should be used for the benefit of humans. This is uh, a clip of Alex Epstein. Uh, required reading for the Mike Slater Show is his book, 
the moral case for fossil fuels, the moral case for fossil fuels by Alex Epstein, um, good friend of the show. Here he is on uh, the Rubin report uh, just the other day. So basically, I think that they would generally argue that someone like you is anti-science because they would say, oh, okay, all these climate scientists say this. He's saying the reverse. But what you're saying is actually they're anti-science because, yeah, we split the atom and then they go, but some bad going to happen because of it. But you would say, well, that's what human progress is. And right. yeah, some, some it's going to happen. And we'll have to figure, and that's, we'll figure that out, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so that, that really is the most scientific. Yeah, so I'd say, I mean, fundamentally, to put it in Ayn Rand terms, I think they're anti-mind. So one, one way of looking at this is I mentioned that there's this idea that man-made CO2 is bad, man-made radiation is bad, but, you know, man-made industrialization is bad. So basically everything man-made is considered bad. So, you know, now at this moment in time, plastic bags are considered less natural than paper. If you go into Whole Foods, right, it's all about natural, local. Right. As little technology went into this product as possible, right? That's what green ultimately boils down to. Right. So the ideal, think about what is the ideal green earth, the ideal green anything, is what the world would look like if human beings had never existed. <laughs> that is their ideal, right? The ide what's the ideal form of food? The kind of food that would exist if human beings had never existed. Right. What's the ideal amount of CO2 in the atmosphere? The amount of CO2 that would exist if human beings had never existed. What's the amount of radiation if human beings had never existed? So that's, they have this very deep premise. So what is the man-made? The man-made is simply the form of change in nature that exists created by a human mind. Mm -hmm. That's the only difference, right? Change is inherent in nature. That's why climate change is this kind of inane term, right? But everything changes things. Everything is transforming things in nature. But the man-made, the only difference is that it's driven by a mind. So if you're anti-man-made, you're anti-mind-made, and you're anti-mind. So then you might ask, why do they appeal to science all the time? Why do they try to take the high ground on science? And the answer is because science has a lot of prestige, and if you want to put over bad ideas, invoke <laughs> science. But notice they're against all the practical products of science, at least the core one, the core leaders of the movement. But they're using them all the time, though. What do you mean? Well, they're using all the things that science has given us. Right. The well, time. the way I think of it is this, like, would the green movement, if it could go back in time, would the green movement have approved turning a patch of dirt and trees into New York City? <laughs> would they? I, would Greenpeace have a thumbs up to New York City? I guess at best it would have been a lot slower. <laughs> no <laughs> <Right>? chance. No <laughs> chance. Right. right? So Central they, Park would be a lot so bigger. So basically and, their yeah. philosophy would have prevented everything that we know uh, from existing. But they are parasites on that. And then they, you know, so they're, they're hypocrites. But this is the way that all bad ideas work is basically the people promoting the bad ideas want people to contradict them to a certain amount because if you followed all the bad ideas, everyone would die. So right. what they want is people to contradict them so they can feed off of them. I mean, this is right out of Atlas Shrugged. But then they can keep them guilty. Mm -hmm. So what they want for the industrialists, like if you look at the oil companies or any companies, what they want is for the oil companies, they don't want the oil companies not to work. They want the oil companies to work and be super guilty and give them money and tell them that they're great for being what? For being nothing, for accomplishing sure. nothing, for producing nothing. So it's, it's basically people with a very deep resentment of productive human beings mm -hmm. who want to feel important. And environmentalism or anti-humanism gave them this perfect vehicle. But if we call it anti-humanism, they're going to be a lot less confident and there will be fewer of them. A lot going on there. Uh, the point is, the environmentalists don't want say, oil companies to not exist because everyone needs oil. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio flew in an eyebrow artist for the Oscars from Australia. 
Now, to be fair, this eyebrow artist worked on other actors as well. But as Glenn Reynolds says, I will start thinking that climate change is a problem when they start acting like it's a problem. So Leonardo DiCaprio wants oil companies to exist because he can't like he himself can't do anything to make his private jet fly in the air. Right. He, he doesn't create that. Right. Oil companies do. Right. Oil companies make it possible for his jet to fly in the air. So he doesn't want the oil companies to not exist. He just wants the oil companies to bow down to him and his fellow environmentalists for doing nothing. And they, Leonardo DiCaprio and the rest, they want everyone else to feel guilty for using oil because this gives them the moral superiority that they really want. I reject that. I'm grateful. I'm a grateful user of fossil fuels. I'm grateful for development, for my home, for roads, for engineering the environment, for a long and prosperous and healthy life for me and my fellow human beings. I feel no guilt about that whatsoever. Nor should you, if I may say. one 888 We'll wrap up with, uh, I don't want to call it a fake story. It's not a fake news story, but kind of. We'll do that next. Mike Slater Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word. You're listening to Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. The offer of a franchise can only be made through delivery of a franchise disclosure document. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Mike Slater is on. So last segment we talked about uh, an article from David Cole, an atheist, who criticized. You know, he says when he criticizes Christians, he'll get a, a bunch of uh, people who write him, and they're like, "Oh, great article! Way to stick it to those Bible thumping, superstitious Neanderthals." And uh, David Cole writes back, "You're worse <laughs> because uh, everyone is wired to worship something." And uh, David Cole's argument is that progressive atheists impose their religion on the rest of people, the rest of us, way more than Christians do. And their religion uh, generally comes through the form of, uh, of government. Joel is here from uh, Cleveland. What's going on, Joel? Thanks for calling in. Hi, this is Joe, J-O-E. Oh, Joe, I apologize. And, uh, yeah, no, no problem. I just wanted to say, yeah, thanks for a great talk, very informative and I'm an atheist, and I believe you're right about probably most atheists that a kind of new religion has risen up. And I just wanted to mention there was a kind of split in American atheism going back to 2000-2014, where most of the celebrity atheists signed a statement repudiating any atheists who didn't agree with them on, on global warming. And a lot of atheists at that time canceled their subscriptions to, you know, the atheist magazine. So this is, this is basically a big split, and it's, it basically is a, a, a new type of religion. Well, I had no idea. So you're telling me, like, within the atheist community, the leaders of the atheists, right? The, you said it's celebrity atheists, right? We're like, we'll call it, like, the leaders of the people, like, running these magazines or whatever— they said officially, because you're an atheist, you must essentially believe in climate change. Uh, well, more or less, you know, any any atheist that they would 
respect as an atheist would have to believe in climate change. They they signed a letter to that effect in 2014. Wow. You can, uh, you know, Google it. But, uh, yeah, you know, this has been an ongoing thing, and it's it's kind of split the American atheist movement. The, the older, more math-rational-orientated atheists, many of them refuse to, you know, go along with this uh, climate change thing. So they've been kind of bumped out as older, you know, people from the past. A, a lot of these older how atheists... How interesting, because... In, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't interrupt. I'm sorry, I'm just saying how interesting, because in a rational world, what, is, what does atheism and global warming and believing in global warming have anything to do with each other? That's like saying... Really, in a rational world, that would be like saying, if you're a Yankees fan, you have to believe in global warming. And it's like, well, <laughs> hold on. Like these two things have, you know what I mean? Like they have nothing in common. So yeah, wh- why did the atheists, like, why do you think they jumped on the bandwagon, the global warming bandwagon? Well, you know, this is something that started in the 60s when science started to get a more popular science type of uh, uh, presentation in the media. You know, Carl Sagan was one of the first, uh, you know, big-time popular science writers, and he kind of gave like a consumerist, less rational, less thinking type approach to to the presentation of science, and that basically culminated in what we have today, where it's almost like a, a comic book uh, fantasy or something, where, uh, you know, these supposed advanced thinkers support you know, stuff like global warming while these, like you said, Neanderthals believe other things, you know, so it's, wow. you know, it's the government co-opted everything you said is basically uh, correct. You know, we, our society is degenerated in, in logical thought. You know, students used to study eight hours a day in the sixties. Now they, they study an hour a day or, or less, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not surprising this type of thing has, uh, has happened. It also goes along with kind of a, a split in Western philosophy, going back to Rousseau, where Rousseau basically worshipped the primitive, and that's where this modern religion kind of started. You know, Rousseau and his fellows, a lot of them claimed to be atheists, but they weren't really. They they worshipped primitive primitiveness at that mm-hmm. time too, and it kind of evolved to what we have today. And I just wanted to add uh, one more thing, and that's with worship always goes competition with another tribe. You know, yes. that's a ev- evolutionary point of view on why religion exists. Basically that, you know, there's a theory that it exists to organize tribes to compete against other tribes. You know, that's why war is often Inter- associated with, with religion. But yeah, the, Joe, the I, thing is, yeah, I, uh, Joe, I hate, I really got to run. I honestly, I swear I'm not, <laughs> Like cutting you off here, man. I got to hear the music. I got to run. I apologize, Joe. If you can send over anything that you about the global warming and the atheist split to me, I would love to read more about that and chat more. Appreciate everyone being here. We'll see you next Saturday. Spread the word. You're listening to Mike Slater, part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network.